at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And he is here. You can get those calls coming in on 0891-104-207. is where we take our WhatsApp voice notes. And let's welcome the legend himself, Mr. Ian Wright. Good evening, sir. Thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, my friend. Um, how was Park Station today? I saw the pictures. I saw the tweets. It seemed like it was a wonderful atmosphere. What did you make it of it? It was brilliant. It was brilliant. You know something? And then when you see the, the Chiefs fans and the... And, and the Pirates fans come in and, you know, with all the music and and the guy, the, the ghost, you know, the yes, guy blo- yes. blowing the powder. You know, that was really, that was really great. It's, it's, it's like I say, you know, coming over, when Carlin told me that it was for the Soweto Derby, I, I literally, you know, I couldn't, I, I was immediately in. I'm, I'm absolutely so excited about watching this game, a game that I've been, I've heard of. For, for for many years, mm. um, so to to actually be able to come and experience it like that, I'm really looking forward to. Have it. you seen a format like this before, where fans get to vote for the starting lineup? No, no, it's unique. It's unique to South Africa, and I think that is something that is um, it's it's fantastic to give the fans the kind of power and the voice and the ability to to be able to to to, to help with the outcome of a game in res- and 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 the game being of such a m- important game in mm. South Africa. Two of the most supported teams. So when you when when you can see that they've given them the ability to 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 to, to see what the outcome will be, it's it's just unbelievable that the fans have got this kind of power. And it's magnificent. Can, and they can make subs during the make game. Make subs <laughs> during the game. They could choose the captain. When I was leaving, when I was coming from England, yeah. and I told them where I'm going and what I'm going to do, I said, yeah. So so what the, the, the what it is with the Carling Cup is, you know, the, the fans get to choose the team. They get to. They said, what do you mean? Yeah, they get to choose the team, choose the goalkeeper, the right back. They said, what are you talking about? The captain, you know, they, they yeah. do everything. They make the substitutions. They, they, people and the coach can't is believe. a fan. Exactly. You know, and, and so the, the coach is a fan, which I think is magnificent. The I, champion fan. I, heard I, you I was, think that's magnificent. I heard you were surprised when you found out that the fans of both these clubs, Chiefs and Pirates, sit together during the derby. This is what I'm, I'm so excited to see because... Of all the derbies that I've been to and all the derbies that I've seen, I remember when they used to talk about the Liverpool and Everton derby when we were younger and they used to leave the same household and they would watch. There was a time where they'd watch together, but that stopped many, many, many years ago. Mm. But what you've got with um, with the Chiefs and the Pirates that people watch in the state, they're all together. So what I'm excited to see is when a goal is scored, which I'm praying a goal is scored, um, the, 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 the stadium, the whole stadium, jumping up not just a segment like when i'm in england yeah. you see the away fans over here and they jump up it's gonna the whole stadium because what it's eighty-seven thousand yeah. or something almost so, ninety thousand. so you're gonna see it's gonna be amazing to see different people jumping up in different places all over the stadium because it's something i've never ever seen before and you, you seem to know a lot about chiefs and pirates what's the impression uh, overseas of these two clubs well obviously people got a lot of respect for them because there's two big clubs and we know that this season it's not gone as well for the for the for the Chiefs as they I'm sure they would like uh, finishing ninth like yep. they have and and even with the Pirates the Pirates you know people saying that, you know right up to the end of the season there they were they were top for a little while and people saying that they kind of like they 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 bottled it a bit whatever which which is very strong word you know so there's disappointment obviously from both both sides um, and that is why for the fans to be able to control it in a game where I believe both of them must win 
simply because the you want the Pirates to win, maybe because they can keep their momentum going because they were so close. But you need the, um, the Chiefs to win simply because they need to start to get themselves going again and getting themselves back in amongst the, the higher places of, of, the, of the league. Mm. So it's, it's a game that is so finely poised and, you know, the fans are in control of it. Great stuff. And if you've just joined us, we're talking to the legend himself. Ian Wright is here in studio. We will uh, continue after the break. 0891-104-207. And you can send us voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. Millions of children around the world are taken from their families due to various negative circumstances, be it substance abuse, child neglect, trafficking, or abandonment. Trauma of this nature leaves a scar that could last a lifetime. World Foster Day on 31 May is about writing a new story. Join this movement by taking part in their Happy Family social media campaign. Visit worldfasterday.org or catch us on social media. Hashtag worldfasterday. This is a SABC Foundation-supported initiative. And Africa's leading medical exhibition and congress takes place once again in Johannesburg in May. For nine years, Africa Health has been harnessing the strengths of medical academia, healthcare providers and innovators to make real progress in the ever-changing world of human health. Africa Health attracts 600 companies, 10,500 industry professionals from around the world who value learning, networking and business. It is the ultimate platform to discover and engage with current innovation in healthcare technology, products and services. 17 CPD accredited conferences and new lab track and an exciting hub will feature this year so all conference proceeds will be donated to reach for a dream be there from the 28th to the 30th of may at the galaga center and play your part in making real progress africa's healthcare sector attendance is free so register at www.africahealthexhibition.com tabiso musia on safm I have to go to the calls people are calling us i can't ask any more questions where do we start eric and pulukwane good evening Hello, Eric. Let me turn off my radio. Yes, yes please turn yes. off your radio so we can hear you loud and clear. Well, I hear Ian Wright speaking about uh, uh, Paris and Orlando Paris. And I'm a, I'm a Sundown supporter. I'm a bit worried about his, uh, I would say, his in-depth knowledge of Sebastian football. Is he aware that the Sundowns, which is gradually but surely eroding the status of the two and two big teams in South Africa. Okay, loud and clear, Eric in Puluku, and I'm going to let the legend answer that. Let's go to Enrico in Kimberley. Enrico, good evening. Uh, good evening, sir. Yes, we can hear you, sir. Go to, ahead. To your, to your listeners, uh, I'm not uh, actually comfortable speaking English because I don't speak it so well. Can I... But we can hear you. You're going. You're going nicely. You're going no, nicely. Let, let him speak his. <laughs> let him speak his tongue, and you explain. You explain what he okay. said to me. Yeah, Are you still? Are you, yes, we can hear you, Elrico. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Okay, this is not the show, though. This is not the show. Thanks, Enrico. We're going to get your details. We'll call you back. He's calling about another event. Okay. Let's go to Bandile in Orlando West. Bandile, good evening. Sure, sure, Kibos. Hola. Yeah, so I want you to ask uh, this question for me. Does he know any country in the world where only two clubs compete for, 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 for the same cup? On every season, same two teams are competing. The biggest team in the country... 
is not featured in that country. That is Mamelodi Sundowns. I'm not a fan of Mamelodi Sundowns, by the way. Okay, thanks for that, Bandile. <laughs> people want you to show some respect to Sundowns, but absolutely, they're the champions and they yeah. do, they deserve respect. But um, we're here for for the, um, the Carling Cup, and it's between the, the Chiefs and and the Pirates. And of course, you know, if if that was different and it was the Chiefs and the Chiefs against the Sundowns, then I'll be talking about the Sundowns. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's the Chiefs, it's the Chiefs and the Pirates. But like I say, I'm not going to disrespect them. They've yeah. done fantastically well to do uh, to win the league, and congratulations to them for that. Well, I can vouch that you know about Sundowns because a couple of months ago, I think in March, you made headlines here in South Africa when you spoke about Pesitao. Yes. And a lot of us were surprised that Ian Wright knows about yeah. Pesitao. Yeah. If I remember correctly, you were not uh, happy with the no. whole work permit situation. Situation. No, I don't like what's, um, what's happened with Percy. Percy being a good player that he is, um, you know, and the, getting the transfer to Brighton, a team that you, it's going to be very difficult for Percy to end up playing for them and within something like a four-year contract um, that, that Percy has. And then for the owner of Brighton, who owns a team, a second division team in Belgium, to take a player the calibre of Percy to a, the second division of Belgium, which he's been the, the player of the season for, Shows that he's better than this. Mm. They should have at least, if they're going to let him go to the to league, ah, uh, so as he can, so that people can see the caliber what he's got, and then people can maybe have a case for him in respects of an elite player because it's going to be very difficult for him to get the work permit. But you're only going to get that work permit if people can say, "Hang on a minute, this is a very very good player," mm. and you need to see that he's better than this. So you need to you need to give some leeway in respects of giving him the work permit so as he can have a chance to to move up. Look, people like Sean Bartlett. Sean Bartlett, you know, Benny McCarthy, all these players who's come over to our country. You know, Lucas, the chief. You know, Phil, rest in peace. You know, people like this, Mark Fish. All these players had to go to a certain level, but then they moved again. So someone like Percy, what's going to happen? Percy going to stay in and around that kind of football in the second division of Belgium when we're talking about somebody who's a major component of the success of the South African Bafana Bafana? It's ridiculous and something should be done. So there you have it. The man doesn't know about Sundowns and Pesitao. But you mentioned Lucas, the chief. What do you make of the way he represented us as South Africa in the Premier League and the respect that he's garnered that side? Come on, man. It was tough playing against the chief, man. <laughs> you know, you've you done well to get past him. He'd... Don't you have a scar to show for it? Um, well, to be honest, <laughs> you, you know, the thing with the chief is that he was somebody that was um, very tough and he's, he's just a very hard physical player anyway. He's very quick. He's very strong. He wasn't a player that's going to kick you and try and hurt you. He's just going to stop you, and, and legally, he's going to stop mm. you properly. And he's somebody that you have respect for when you're playing against him. You know, he came to the the Premier League and with Leeds and everything, and he he distinguished himself. You know, in respects of the way he played. You know, he never ever looked out of place. Same with Phil. Phil scored some great goals as well for Leeds. You know, you look at someone like Sean Bartlett scored one of the Premier League's goals of the season when he was at Charlton. And then, and then obviously yeah. Benny McCarthy, Benny McCarthy got the the golden boot. All the guys, Mark Fish, very capable defender. You know, all the guys came across and distinguished themselves and played very, very well in the Premier League. We actually told the chief that you were coming uh, to studio, and he's got this message for you, Ian Wright, Lucas Khadebe. Hey, hi, Ian. Uh, Lucas here. Uh, welcome uh, to South Africa. I hope you're gonna impart uh, some great knowledge uh, with Guna. Uh, in this country, but uh, I remember you, Baba, um, uh, when I used to play against not skill, but uh, in terms of choking in the field of play, you know, stepping on our toes, defenders, 
you know, uh, you know, trying to distract us, uh, you know, from uh, uh, watching the ball. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, I mean, what a great player. You know, much respect to you. I think you've done well. You've been a role model to a lot of people. And you've been uh, one of the best, you know, that I've ever come across. His technique, I mean, uh, I mean, he scored a lot of goals. He was a goal scorer. He was a goal poacher. You know, uh, he used to score anyhow, head, overhead kick. I mean, his technique was unbelievable. I mean, uh, considering that time when we played, uh, I mean, uh, he's, I think he must have spent a lot of time, you know, uh, perfecting uh, the technique. But uh, he, he, he wasn't one of those players who would dive around, you know, but he was always joke with you. Telling me, I'll show you my scar at the back of the, of the ankle. <laughs> You have it. That guy at the back yes. of the ankle. Nice one from the Chief Lucas. You you mentioned the late Phil, and you actually you actually tweeted when he passed on, yes. and it was all over the media outlets mm. here. Your tweet. What do you remember about Big Phil? Well, Big Phil was a fantastic centre forward. You know, great play, great link up play. You know, very nice and quiet man. You know, just a just a very just a very humble and beautiful man in respect to the way he played. He wasn't somebody that. You, you you look at and say, oh, I don't like. He was somebody that you instantly look at, and the way he carried himself, you know, he was he was somebody that just instantly um, you you gave respect. You know, it was it was a sad day. You know, it was a sad day. Is it true that you were keen on having Benny Makata at Arsenal? Absolutely. I remember when <laughs> Is that I was. How much you rated him? Absolutely. Um, because they, in the end, they 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 went for Thierry Henry, and it didn't work out too bad for Thierry, <laughs> but. The fact is, I remember when um, Steve Bold, um, Arsene Wenger, and a yeah. couple of them, Pat Rice, they started to ask me about, who do you think? Who do you like? What do you think? Of it? And I said, listen, man, I, li- I like Benny McCarthy. You know I mean? I think that he's, you know, we're, we're still somebody who came to the English Premier League and win a golden boot, you know, scoring scoring goals like he scored. Fantastic player. And I thought that Arsenal were going to go for him, but in the end, you know, obviously they didn't, but it didn't stop him from being a, a great goal scorer in the Premier League. And uh, before we take another quick break, the last... Oh, we don't have another break. Okay, thankfully, <laughs> we can move right along. I've got to ask you about this one. A 2-1 win against Bafana, Bafana in Manchester. People are tweeting <laughs> me already ever since we said we've got you on the line. It was a handball, right? Yes. We've forgiven, but we haven't forgotten. No, you, and you shouldn't. You know, at the end of the day, I'm, I've tried to... I, I don't know what more I can do in respect of... <laughs> unless I could mark it out of history. Tell them I don't want the goal. Well, I don't the, want to go. It was handball. The fact that you're here with us, it makes up for everything. We've forgiven you. But I can we, look you in the eye and <laughs> say, yes, I'm really sorry. Well, we're very happy that you're here, but are you not going to Baku? I'm not going to go to Baku um, simply because I've got things here. You mm-hmm. know, and you know something? It's very difficult for me. Um, you know, it's very difficult to go to Baku with everything that's gone on with with Arsenal mm-hmm. and, and Mkhitaryan and uh, Armenian um, mm-hmm. for Armenian fans and stuff like that. It's a it's a difficult one, and even tomorrow I'm probably not going to watch the game live because I've got I've got to be doing something, and I'd I'd prefer that because it's very difficult to watch Arsenal in games of this um, of, of this calibre and, and watch it. It's difficult for me, so I'm quite pleased I'm doing something, and then people could tell me what's going on. 
I'd rather I'd rather do that, and then I'm going to end up watching it with some uh, with some family and friends. Well, you took to social media to express that you're not happy with this decision. The fact that Mkhitaryan is not going there because yeah. of the tensions yeah. between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Yes. What do you think could have been done here, Ian? Well, the fact is, it should not be in Baku. With all due respect to Baku, beautiful country, mm-hmm. but the mere fact that it, it could have been, they could have been in the outcome. All they need to do, they see the teams who are going to be playing. There's loads of teams who are going to be playing. And then they have to say, OK, Arsenal are a team that have got the capability of maybe going to the final of this game. And they've got a player from Armenia and they know they've got problems with um, Azerbaijan. Then in itself, it, they sh- the, the game should not be played in Baku. And I don't say this as a slight to Baku. But the fact is, is that if they're saying that they're trying to spread the game, but fans and more importantly, players cannot go to a, a venue because of, of conflict, then the, the game should not be there. It shouldn't be there. And I, and I, and I made that clear to them. Yeah. Is it true that some fans, actually some the clubs, retained some of the tickets because yes. there were hassles in travelling? Yes. Yes, wow. they did. And I'm pleased that Arsenal did that. What would have been even better for me is if none of our fans went. Out of, and, none, and, and, our, and our club actually said something like, we're not playing that there. Mm-hmm. And we don't care what you do in respect of punishing us, simply because... It's wrong that you've put it there in the first place. It's very difficult for to to travel there. It's, it's it's very difficult for people to move around in and around the place, and for them to have only six thousand tickets as well each. Yeah. Again, you know they just got it all wrong with this one. Okay, we've got eight minutes left, and for the sake of time, I'm gonna fast forward just to touch on your career in Wright, the legend. You you were quite a late bloomer, only making a professional debut at well just three months before the age of twenty two. Why yes. was that? Well, when I was younger, for some reason, the, the people who were trying to get young players, they didn't think I was good enough. You know, I'd done everything I could. I worked hard. I tried, you know what I mean? I used to make sure that I trained as hard as I could. But for some reason, and it's something that people have to take on board. Sometimes mm-hmm. people are wrong with their opinion. And I'm glad that I went on to prove people wrong. But the fact is, is that while you're going through it, it's very difficult to take. Rejection is very difficult. But what you've got to do is you've got to continuously have faith in yourself. And that's all I did. I continued to have faith. I went to the trials. It didn't work. Went to the other trials. It didn't work. And in the end, when I made up my mind that I have to now work and support my, 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 my wife at the time, my girlfriend at the time, and my children, then all of a sudden the opportunity came. And it came at the time when I was ready. So sometimes it's when you're ready. It yeah. might be just that you're not ready. And I was ready when it came. You spent six years at Palace and then you moved to the Arsenal. But there were questions about your move. Mm-hmm. They didn't think that they needed you because they had Alan Smith, they had Kevin Campbell and all these guys. And Merson. And Merson, of course. Mm-hmm. What did you make of that reaction? I was, a pr- I was petrified. <laughs> because I remember watching the television and it came on in the news at about six o'clock. And then they were going on the streets of, of Islington in Highbury, asking them about the new signing Ian Wright. And they were saying, we don't need him. Why did we buy him? We shouldn't <laughs> buy him. It's too much money. And so when you watch that, you know what I mean? When, you, when you're sitting there and you watch that, that makes you afraid because it's a big club. They were champions two times out of the last three years and mm-hmm. I was joining them and I had to join them to try and make a difference. And so when you hear people don't want you there, it's you, you get very nervous. But, you know, the first game I played for them. Got a hat-trick. Well, the first game I scored um, in, in the League Cup, but then the yeah, League, the league game, game you scored the hat-trick. Scored yeah. a hat-trick. So Did you feel you had something to prove? I, you always have something to prove. When you go to a club of that size, you always have something to prove. And the main thing is, is that you have to, on a weekly basis, realise that you have something to prove. And you don't have to just be at a big club to have something to prove. Because you have to have something to prove to yourself 
on a mm. weekly basis to be the best you can be every time you play a football match. And you found uh, David Rockcastle there. I understand you guys grew up together. Yes, we did. So yeah. how was it playing with that guy in the same, it was, same team? It was the dream. Because in that game where where I scored the hat-trick in my debut, yeah. he scored the other goal. Oh, yes, and we yes, both I came from that. a little place in uh, London called Broccoli. And the estate we lived in, the concrete estate we lived in was called Onoroka Estate. And we used to play a lot of football there when we were younger. So in the end, we end up, you know, playing for Arsenal. And that's why I always supported Arsenal because David went there mm. when he was a young guy in the youth team. And so everybody on our estate, just like I'm sure it would happen here, if somebody goes through, yeah. then you start to support that team because you're supporting them. And so we started to support Arsenal. And then in the end, I got to go to Arsenal and play with him. And it was like the dream. It was a dream for us. And you were part of the team that had that mean defense of Lee Dixon, Nigel Winterburn, uh, Steve Bold, Tony Adams. What yeah. made those guys so good? They were so organized. That's why they used to get so angry with me because it was so difficult even in training to score that when I scored in training, I used to celebrate like I scored on a Saturday. <laughs> So they always tried to kick you and tried to kick me and stuff like that. But they were so good. They used to have, sometimes they used to have a rope so as they could all be in the same line. Oh. You know, that's what George Graham used to do. So as they'd all be in the same line, they were connected. It's a great, it was a great idea. I remember you used to watch, I used to say, look at this rubbish. But it was amazing in respects of the, the way they used to defend. And they were, and then Dave Seaman as well in goal. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult to score against him on in training every day. So on a Saturday, if you come up against a goalkeeper that's not as good as David Seaman, you're probably going to score. And I, and, I, and I did. Arsene Wenger found you there at Arsenal. You did play a season or two when mm -hmm. he was still there. Did you? Could you foresee that he would be there for a long time and the vision that he had? I knew that he was going to be successful from the time he came simply because of the philosophy he had and how, um, and how, how, how much he wanted to enforce that philosophy on us. And how we realize very early in the time of Arsene Wenger that what he wants us to do and how he wants us to play and how he wants us to prepare and eat and sleep, um, we're going to be a successful team if we listen to him. And we did and we were. And you were top scorer for a number of seasons at Arsenal, won the Premier League, mm -hmm. won the domestic cups. But how disappointing was it not to play in that European Cup Winners' Cup against Palmer? Yeah, did that hurt? Yeah, it hurt a lot. Because I scored in most, I think I scored I think in, every game. Yeah, leading up, up to it, and then yeah. I done this silly challenge, trying to challenge a defender when he was running back towards his goal, and the ball was nearly going out of play. And I tried to, I tried to tackle him. Why? You know, you look back at these things, and you think to yourself, why? And you know, in the end, I got booked for it. I missed the final. It was devastating. Mm. Um, we won the final, so it was good. So I got my medal, and then I set myself a target that I'm going to do the same thing next year. I'm going to score in every game and I'm going to make sure that we get back to that final I'm going to play this time. And we did. I scored in all the goals, all the games, I should say. We got back to the final and then we lost in, with the very last kick of the game mm. with Naeem. He scored somewhere from the halfway line. And playing for England, was it always a goal for you? Well, the thing about playing for England is that you know you're with the best. Mm. And when I played for England, all it made me do was wanting to work even harder on myself because when you go and play with those guys especially once Beckham and Scholes and Sheringham and Shearer and all those guys was in there, Barnes, everybody, all the great guys was in there and you was with them. You just want to prove that you, um, you, you are capable of being in there with them and you should be. And that's all I've done. I just worked hard to make sure that I got in there and I was in those teams with those great players. You were voted as number four, top 50 greatest Arsenal players. Is that a big deal for you? Yes, absolutely. Because like I said, when I went there, I had to watch the news at six o'clock with the fans say they don't want me there. 
And now at the end, they vote me. I think who's, who won? I think it may be Thierry, then Dennis, Tony yeah. Adams and me. You know what I mean? I'd take that all day. And finally, your sons also played uh, uh, Sean Wright Phillips and yeah. Bradley. They're in the MLS now. Yes. Uh, how was the pressure on them, considering that they're carrying your name? Of course, it, the, the pressure was on them. But the thing with them is, is that when you try to, when you explain to them, it's not about the pressure and the outside pressure. You know, you can't let that get to you. What you got to do is focus on what you're doing, and that is trying to be the best you can be in training every day. And if you do that, you'll be, then get to the first team. And if you continue to do that, you'll go as high as you want to go. And I used to say that to them. I say, don't give the ball away and make sure you use your teammates. You get the opportunity to shoot, take it. I didn't. I, I didn't force anything down down their throats. You know, Sean ended up winning the Premier League, mm -hmm. winning the FA Cup. Bradley's now still playing in in the in in America in the MLS for the Red Bulls, doing great stuff. You know, they're just doing what they're doing, and they worked hard to do that. It's, it had nothing to do with the name. They just worked hard on themselves. Final question. As a national fan myself, surely we're supporting Liverpool on Saturday, yeah. right? This is about, it goes without saying. <laughs> Go Liverpool! Yes. Okay. Ian, it's been a pleasure to talk Thank to you, you sir. So Thank much. you very much for honouring us and for coming to studio. We don't take it for granted and we wish that you enjoy your stay here in South Africa. Thank you very much. Thank you, Roscoe, too. Wonderful work there. And everybody at M Sport, thank you very much. And that's where we'll leave it. Our time is up. That was a legend, Ian Wright.